Jack guy, Jack guy, two wacky goofballs talking about stuff. Fat guy, Jack guy, two wacky goofballs talking about stuff. Two biological brothers talking. Welcome to Fat Guy, Jack Guy, the podcast where two goofballs talk about dumb goof shit during their free period. <laughs> I'm uh, Steph Rubino, resident I'm, fat guy. I'm Brendan Walsh. I am the jacked guy. Today we're going to be talking about the 1999 feature film Wild Wild West. Though we're not really going to be talking about Wild Wild West. We're going to just be talking about, well, most of the conversation will be focused on the inventions slash gadgets that are a part of Wild Wild West. Which I feel like is the most important part of Wild Wild West. Because that's what you remember. If you remember anything about Wild Wild yeah, West. Yeah, if you remember anything about Wild Wild West. Which I do, for some reason. I yeah. guess because I saw it in the movie theater and it just like imp- imprinted on me. Like most of the movies I saw in the movie theater in the 90s. Like I think I saw in the family. movie theater. I feel like you, there. that was a time period where you literally saw every movie in the movie theater. Yeah, well you had to, you had to do that or you had to wait six months for it to go to Blockbuster. Yeah. And that's and so your, your my parents really tried to capitalize on the movie theater because it's just a place to bring us yeah and they didn't have to talk to us the entire yeah. time and you go matinee and it's cheap it was cheap it was yeah. cheap yeah we had a dollar theater okay so anyway we're gonna be talking about the inventions in Wild Wild West but let me just give some you know I th- I feel like it's important to. Give a little bit of context for what Wild Wild, what is happening in Wild Wild West. This is what I'm most excited about. <laughs> First of all, the film Wild Wild West takes place in a fantasy version of like post-Civil War era United States. So Ulysses S. Grant is president, so it's like 1870-ish. We have our two main characters who are Jim West and Artemis Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Jim West is played by Will Smith, and Artemis Gordon <laughs> is played by Kevin Klein. <laughs> Jim West is in, well, first of all, Jim West is in the FBI, or like a version of the FBI. When was the FBI invented? Way after this, okay. so it's like very okay. confusing. Okay. Artemis Gordon is a U.S. Marshal, or they're both U.S., I guess they're both U.S. Marshals, technically, right? Because they, they, there were U.S. Marshals. But Jim West's job is basically to go and eliminate whatever remnants of Civil War Confederate generals that exist. He's, like, supposed to go and, and kill them all. So he's on the Dope. hunt specifically for Bloodbath McGrath, uh-huh. who is played by Ted Levine. Okay. Of Silence of the Lambs fame. Okay. But what we find out is that actually... Matthew McGrath is being bankrolled by Dr. Arliss Loveless, mm. who is like this mastermind inventor slash very rich person from Louisiana. Did he so, get his money from slavery? Obviously. Okay, so everything okay. in this movie, <laughs> so I'm getting to that. Yes, everything in this movie, so slavery is like a footnote in this movie. It's not ever directly addressed in any way. And they don't, they don't, they act like slavery wasn't as big of a deal as it was. <laughs> they actually didn't involve actual human bodies and terrible shit, which is the weirdest thing about watching this movie as an adult because 
they're not talking about slavery really at all. Although there is a scene where Jim West is like threatened to get lynched. And then pretty heavy. <laughs> pretty heavy, yeah. Him and Arliss Lovelace, well, there's a scene where they're they're talking and Dr. Lovelace and him are kind of just trading innuendos. So Will Smith is making fun of him for being in a wheelchair. And, I mean, Wes is making fun of him for being a wheelchair, and Dr. Loveless is making fun of him for being black. Mm, okay. So there's that conversation that happens. And then... <laughs> um, <laughs> at least they're having a conversation. And then, like, every... Yeah, at least they're having a conversation. And then there's always little barbs at, or little suggestive things about Jim West's blackness. At one point, Selma Hayek, who plays a woman in the film who's, like, looking for... She's very underutilized, by the way. She has, like, three lines. But she's looking for her brother, who turns out to be her husband, actually, who was kidnapped by Dr. Lovelace. Okay. Let me I'll, let me get back to the plot in a second. <laughs> but she calls him a dark stranger or something. Okay. okay. So there's always, like, that conversation. It's always part of the conversation, but it's, like, outside of what's actually happening in the film. So in the film, Arliss Lovelace has kidnapped all these scientists from all, all the best scientists. 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 From the yeah, 1860s. From 1960s. <laughs> all the best scientists. Scientists. Scientists from all over the United States. He's kidnapped all of them. And the government is aware that somebody is kidnapping them. They're not aware that it's Dr. Lovelace who's kidnapping them until like halfway through the movie. His whole thing is that he's building weapons, right? So he's kidnapped, an ex- he's kidnapped chemists. Hydraulics experts, you know, architects, different, just different people who would have some level of understanding of how to create these weapons of mass destruction. What does he want? That he wants to create. Okay, getting to that. He wants the overthrow of the U.S. government. Okay. So that he can sell parts of the U.S. back to Great Britain, France, and Spain, (laughs) and then keep a huge plot of land, which is like the entire Midwest and West to mm-hmm. himself. It would oh. be called Loveless Land. Okay. Where um, you can do slavery also, and stuff. Yeah, probably. I guess so. Right. Where you can be doing slavery. There's also some implication in the film that he's going to give some land back to Native Americans, but I think that was just so that he had them on their on his side mm. for a time. Because then when he reveals the map towards the end of the movie, there's nothing. It doesn't say anything about Native Americans. It just says Loveless Land, Spain, France, and Great Britain. So, that's his whole thing. He wants to overthrow the United States government. Okay, fair okay. enough. I mean, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that part is reasonable, yeah. but the fact that he's ex-Confederate... Oh, and also, they never never say the word Confederate in this movie. I mean, this is like real 90s shit. Yeah, no, totally. Just it. ignoring the actual issue yeah. and just like get... So, they never say the word Confederate. They And really, what they make it out to be like is that Loveless is mad, not because he lost the free labor that made him rich, but that <laughs> that the Confederacy was brought to its knees mm-hmm. by people like Ulysses S. Grant. Not that he's mad. Like, it, it, there's no implication that he's mad that he lost all of the people that he enslaved. There's no implication. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> but it's like, but everything's about Southern pride kind yeah. of situation. They must and have also just that like... he's a madman that wants a lot of land. Yeah. 
They had a lot of so, southern input yeah. in the script yeah. making. Yeah, and Loveless, oh, by the way, is played by Kenneth Branagh, just mm-hmm. doing the most with that southern accent. He's a Shakespearean actor. He's a Shakespearean actor, and that sh- does not show in this film. Mm-hmm. But he does try to, he does try. <laughs> he does try. <laughs> Everybody in this film tries, I should say. But just some, just some, I think that's like the basic plot. Now, does the West in Wild Wild West refer to Jim West? That's a great question. Or to, or to <laughs> the West? Brendan, that's a great question. <laughs> I guess it's both. Uh-huh. Because in the film, Jim West's character is like going off the rails. He's all wild. The time. He's wild. He's just doing whatever the hell he wants all the time. Okay. And Artemis Gordon is much more on the straight and narrow. He thinks that things have a procedure and they need to be done a certain way. By the book. And actually, also. Something to note is that Jim West is really into guns and, like, firepower. He always wants a lot of violence. Uh And Artemis, which is interesting that they gave it to that character, but whatever. And then Artemis Gordon is into his inventions and his gadgets. He thinks that that's the way that you win the war, I guess. He's a more refined... This war that's, like, secretly going on. It's not really a war, but it kind of is. Even at one point in the film... Louis C.S. Grant, who's played by, who's also played by Kevin Klein, he says, "Oh, I didn't know we were at war." And Loveless is like, "Well, we are now," or something, you know, something stupid like that. So, so Kevin Klein did an Eddie Murphy where he played two characters. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, sometimes he's playing three characters at once because he's playing like two Ulysses S. Grants and himself. Oh, because there was like a because there's like a he's body like a master Ulysses of disguise. Is... Yeah, he's like oh, a master of disguise. God. So, yeah. So, okay. So moving on from that, this obviously is like one of the most uh, or worst reviewed films in history. It's won Razzies for being the worst film of the year it came out, plus the worst film of the decade of the 90s. That's um, big. It's big. A lot of bad movies in the 90s. A lot of bad movies in the 90s. I, and I can't say, I don't want to, I just don't want to comment on the quality or my thoughts on the film itself. I really just want to talk about my thoughts on the gadgets okay. or the inventions. But... I, you know, I can't say, it's definitely not a good movie, but not the worst I've ever seen in my life, either. Can't be the it's worst just, from the 90s. It's it just, really can't yeah, be. Yeah, it can't be. Obviously, we have to do some more, we have to do some more research on that, but, yeah, it can't, it just can't be the worst from the 90s. I will just, I just want to give this one quote from Roger Ebert, because I, from his review. Because one of I, my favorite things. Yeah, I think that you'll really appreciate it. First of all, he gave it one out of four stars, and he said, Wild Wild West is a comedy dead zone. You stare in disbelief as scenes flop and die. (laughs) The movie is all concept and no content. (laughs) The elaborate special effects are like watching money burn on the screen. (laughs) Which, do with that what you will, listeners. (laughs) Do with that what you will. This movie is available on Netflix. If you would, you know, like to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Getting to, like, the meat of this episode. What I did was I watched the film and I... Was looking for, first of all, this is the first time I've seen that film in probably 20 years. I, I can't imagine that I have watched it. Rewatch Wild Wild West. Yeah. Every 10 That's years. That's not you my favorite Will Smith it. performance. <laughs> so I don't think I've seen it in 20 years. I remembered the story pretty well. There were some things that I, I didn't recall. But There's like some I drag said, going on in the film, right? Yes. Oh, sorry. Thank you for mentioning yeah. that. There is some drag going on in the film. First of all, Kevin Klein. One of the first big scenes in the movie, he's dressed as a woman. Yeah. He's dressed as a prostitute trying to sleep with Bloodbath McGrath. Was it on a train? No. There's another train prost- or like 
drag scene, right? No, no, there's okay. no train, there's no train drag scenes. But so he's dressed as a woman at a party, trying to get information from Bloodbath and Graf, and then later on in the film, Will Smith, out of fucking nowhere, comes into this big exposition that Doctor Loveless is having, dressed as a belly dancer. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. maybe you're thinking of train because it's in a very mechanical looking okay. space because yeah. everything is it's steampunked out everything is steampunk this was the origins yeah. of steampunk I don't know if this is the first steampunk ever <laughs> but I feel like this launched it into the mainstream maybe maybe this like is this all steampunk's it. people's favorite movie as well <laughs> <Wild West. laughs> if it is I feel That'd so sorry so, for that. so dope <laughs> <laughs> so he comes dressed as a belly dancer to distract Dr. Loveless so that he can get the key from Dr. Loveless's wheelchair to give it to Artemis so that he can release himself and they can do stuff. That scene specifically, so I've listened to a few things about Wild Wild West now just in the research of this. <laughs> that scene specifically was hated by every test watch group that they showed Wild Wild West to, but... John Peters, the producer, who everybody now knows, was played by Bradley Cooper in Licorice Pizza. Yep. He was really intent on keeping that scene in for whatever reason. Nobody's really sure why he wanted that scene. Because he's so really badly. turned on by Will Smith. <laughs> he loved Will Smith. And, oh, and speaking of the things that they say about like Will Smith's, you know, Will Smith's race in the film. This is not a person that Dr. Loveless knows at all, but he just calls Will Smith dressed as the belly dancer Ebonia. Hmm. Which is just like so weird. It's just so, everything's so weird about this movie. <laughs> but like, that's certainly not the weirdest thing, but it's like one of the weirdest things for sure. I can't believe um, Wild Wild West doesn't have a, like a succinct and intelligent commentary <laughs> on race in America. You would think. Yeah, you would think it would have something to say, but it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's so much I can say about what this movie could have done, and it just, like, didn't do. They just didn't want to go there, I guess. They really just wanted another Will Smith blockbuster that would make them a lot of money, because the director is Barry Sonnenfeld, who's coming off the popularity of Men in Black, which is a far more superior film than Wild Wild West ever could be. And so he's just coming off the popularity of that, and they just wanted another big summer blockbuster where Will Smith was the lead. Mm-hmm. And he did a song. He did a song. He got a another formula. song out of it. Yeah, we got the summer song out of it. The song rules, though. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I will comment on the quality of the song because it's basically perfect for a Will Smith song. It's, like, it's such a strange idea to think that like everyone in America is like... <laughs> Riding around in the summer with the windows down and yeah. they're listening to Wild and Wild they West were doing or that. Men in Black. <laughs> and they were doing that. <laughs> that's such a weird... They were doing that. That was the world. Or they were, it was like being played at block parties. I remember yeah. specifically going to a few block parties that summer where Wild Wild West was played. It's like it doesn't Maybe match like the twice. scenario at all. Like... Yeah, no. It's just weird. And, and then in the song he's telling the entire story of the movie. Yeah. You don't even need to see the movie because in the song he tells the story. Alright, so let's get to the the gadgets and the inventions. So I watched the movie and I took notes on every time something that would not have existed in 1870 and probably would not even exist today because who needs it? These are things that, like everything that's just a a weird invention or gadget. Anachronism. Yeah, just such a, a weird thing. And I put them in order of my... My faves to, like, least favorite. 
Favorite is based on what? Just that you like it? Utilization. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it looks cool. Okay. I would maybe potentially be down to try using it. <laughs> so it's based on aesthetics and u- utility? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All essentially. Right. Okay. And I'm looking at I'm... Steph's monitor right now, which has the title screen. <laughs> and it will have images of each... Uh, and I'll try to, I guess I'll try to describe them as well as yeah, you try to right. describe them. No, I, actually, what, I, what we're going to do is, I, I'm going to show you the image, uh-huh. and then you describe it. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, happening. I can't wait. Just so you know, some things have three images, because you need to see, it has many functions, so you need to see all of the functions okay. of the thing. And as you as you noted, I, I have a title screen here that says Wild Wild West Gadgets, because I really don't know what these are. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what these are. They're gadgets. Um, also, I have gone through the liberty of, t- of giving names to some of the inventions because there are no names in the movie. So they're just things that are shown or or quickly, you know, they're, the action is happening quickly, so they're utilized really quickly, and then nobody ta- really talks about them. But a couple of them do have names, and I, I, have, I have noted that. All right. So here's the first one. Okay, so we have an old-timey... <laughs> We have an old-timey bicycle with a really huge front wheel, but then there's, like, some combustion, some kind of engine. <laughs> it's apparently a motorcycle that Kevin Klein is on. So imagine an old-timey bicycle with a big front wheel, but it is a motorcycle. Honestly, that is the perfect description. Honestly, I think that is the perfect description. There certainly is a small combustion engine on this thing, which is... Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, also, everything in this film is steam powered, but not an inch of coal in sight. <laughs> yeah, there's no coal. In the whole film, there's not an inch you of coal. You cannot make this thing go. <laughs> Nobody even talks about coal. Nobody even says we need to put more coal in the thing. Nobody yeah. says that. Everything is steam powered, but it doesn't. But there's no coal. So yes, I guess this is a motorcycle. This is my number one invention. That because, you like? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Riding us down the beach. The other option besides this is riding horseback Uh or being in a stagecoach. True. So this seems like the best option to me. I was thinking that you like this like as a thing for now. (laughs) No, No, I'm contextualizing. I like the idea of you just riding this down down the boardwalk. No, this is completely impractical now. (laughs) And it creates so much so much like Exhaust? Yeah, there's so much exhaust. This is so dirty. It's absolutely ridiculous. This comes back later in the film, so get ready. How fast does it go? It's part of another invention. They never say. It seems about as fast as a horse runs. Okay. Well, that's yeah. So it's pretty fast. So it's just more wasteful. Yeah, it's just more. It's just more wasteful than the horse. But it's it definitely seems again because it's either you're doing this or you're going to be on a back of a horse or in a stagecoach. It seems like this is the more, this is like more exciting This option. is your number one invention. This is my number one invention. This is number one. All right. <laughs> You're going to be so disappointed by this ranking, I think. I like it. But it's funny. Okay. Number two is an instant, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Describe it. I mean, it looks like a cigarette uh, holder sort of thing. Right? One of those cigarette, old-timey yeah. cigarette holders yeah. that you open up, but it has a just a piece of paper in it that you write on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a spring-loaded instant notepad <laughs> that comes out of his sleeve. <laughs> and the joke at this scene is, 
that Jim West thinks he's taking out a gun. Yeah, like so one of those guns that comes out of your sleeve. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, no, I was just going to jot down a note or whatever. Okay. And then he has the, I didn't take a picture of this, but he has a spring-loaded pencil mm. that comes out of the other sleeve. And later on in the film, Jim West makes a joke being like, I think you you underestimate the power of a pocket. Uh-huh, yeah. Because he never keeps anything in his pocket. Yeah, he always springs Everything it out of his sleeve. Everything's So this okay. is my number two invention. I just yeah. think that this is very handy. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> If you're wearing a lot of sleeves, and you're right now, if you're wearing a suit, and you need a, and you need to jot down a note. I don't know. Like I get that it's for the gag, right? Because they think it's like the little Derringer gun comes out of the sleeve and you can shoot with it, and so it's like, oh, but I'm just, but like this is not really an invention. I mean, and Jim West is right because you could just have a little notebook in your pocket. You could. You could have. This is way cooler. Yeah. Instant notepad. <laughs> As though a regular notepad is an instant. This, this is actually more of a hassle. Because <laughs> you have to spring it out of your fucking sleeve. <laughs> well, what's the difference between that and digging in your pocket yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. No, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess. Know. I don't know. I guess the difference is creating an invention <laughs> to do this. That's but that's part of his whole job. Yeah. They have to give him a reason yeah. for being. Useless inventions. And this is what it is. Yeah. Okay, this is yeah. what it is. This kind of He's shit. an inventor. He's an inventor. He's Fair very enough. smart. <laughs> Fair enough. Very smart. All right. Oh. So my third favorite. Okay. And this is just for like accessibility. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> just like the accessibility yeah. of it. It's a motorized wheelchair, but it's back in the day. That's okay. pretty much what it looks like yeah, to me. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. He has a little so, handle on it, like a joystick, that yes. he can move it forward, and it's got wood wheels. Yes. So, you know. And this is where you learn that Dr. Loveless is literally half a body. He's just a torso ahead. He's just a torso. his arms, that's it. Because he lost the bottom half of his body in the Civil War. He was fighting in the Civil War. And he just so. lost the whole bottom half of his yeah, body. Yeah, and somehow they were able to save him. As it happens. In you know? 1864, yeah. or whenever that happened to him. Yeah, so we have, it's a steam-powered wheelchair. Everything's steam-powered. Everything's steam-powered, but no coal. No coal. You don't see no coal in this picture. Everything's steam-powered. It does a few things. Okay. Okay, so the functionality is wild. First of all, he can control it. He can move it by himself with that little wand that he has. With all the steam chugging in the back. (laughs) The steam just chugging away. You can see the smoke in the back. Okay. There's a lot of steam happening. And then there's two guns. One in the front, one in the back, and he hits a little thing. He hits a little button that makes the guns go. Okay. And They're they both double barrel shotguns. Start fucking shooting? Well, it's just, it, you have to aim it at somebody okay. specific, right? All so right. Somebody specific. Somebody specific, yeah. You don't want to just, like, do a double barrel shotgun all over. That's really hard. It's really hard. Because yeah. it's just a double barrel shotgun. shotgun. So yeah. you have to worry about reloading, you know? So he has one in the front, one in the back. He's also got, like... On the seat itself, he's got a hanger that he can hang things from, which he eventually does hang the the handcuff key. Okay. In the scene where uh, Will Smith is a belly dancer. Just a hook? Just like a hook. Okay. I guess you put a knife there, maybe? I don't really know <laughs> what it would be you to Not exactly for. an invention. Regularly. Yeah, it's just part of the thing. I'm just saying, it's very tricked out. This wheelchair is like if Pimp My Ride did yeah. it. Like a very violent version of Pimp My Ride. So yeah, so and then later in the film he it is revealed that this thick part of the wheelchair here in the bottom, his where his torso connects, yes. it actually sprouts legs, four legs. 
that he can use to get around. Why isn't he using that all the time, though? That's a great question. If he has the leg no chair. Idea. I have no idea. And the, and the funny thing is, there's a couple of jokes made in the movie about lack of accessibility, like lack of wheelchair accessibility, yeah. which maybe subversively they were this trying to say something. before the ADA. Well, no. This is after. What? This is after. This no, is no. I'm saying Wild Wild West. Oh, wow, well, true, true, true. Yes, sorry. <laughs> to the movie. Okay, I was talking about the subversive yeah, yeah. movie. 1870s, way before the ADA. <laughs> so, so, there's so many jokes made about wheelchair accessibility. Uh-huh. Interesting. Like, yeah, That's very, an interesting line of jokes to have in this film. It's very interesting. And so, yeah, so I think they, maybe subversively they were trying to say something in the film. I'm not really sure, but... Anyway, the wheelchair was cool. I really liked that it. Was a, that was their hill that they wanted to die on. They was, was wheelchair, wheelchair accessibility. accessibility. Forget slavery. <laughs> we're talking about wheelchair accessibility. It's very important. important. It's I important. Mean, for a movie made by a bunch of white people, yeah. I yeah, guess sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is just a picture of... Kevin Klein holding just chainmail. It's just chainmail. Yeah. That's just like chainmail that a knight yeah. would wear. But then there's a thing, a, a heading above it that Steph wrote that says, "Okay, this is a fucking bullet bulletproof vest." No, this is just a fucking. This is just a fucking bulletproof vest. It's chainmail, so it's not a bulletproof vest. Okay. It's chainmail. Okay, but he claims it is a bulletproof vest. So you sew it into the vest of your clothing. Okay. Right. And he claims that it can stop any bullet, even at close range. Which actually, this gets tested later in the film, and of it course. does work. Chekhov's gun. Of course, you have to show <laughs> it. it. You're gonna use it. it. So, does work later in the film. It is just a fucking bulletproof vest. Obviously, honestly, I didn't really know where to put this on, on the ranking. It's just practical, I guess. If you're fighting crime, <laughs> yeah, if you're fighting all these people shooting at you in the wild, wild west. If you're fighting terrorism, it seems because that's what this is. It's basically domestic terrorism. Sure. Or some version of it. And I guess it just seems like it's important to have. It so just, he invented a thing that was already invented. It's changed. Yes, but it's 1870. Well, yeah, but he invented it in a way, in a new way. To, it's a new way to wear it. He put the little little chains closer together <laughs> yeah, to stop okay. a bullet better? Yeah, to stop a bullet better. Because okay. we're not talking about jousting or about sword fighting, right? We're talking about This is bullets. bullet warfare. This is bullet warfare. <laughs> this is modern warfare, okay? Okay. Very modern. It's the fucking bulletproof vest. Okay, this picture's a little hard to see. Hard to see. It's a, an expanding rope. So all I see right here is the rope. Yeah, so it's impossible to get a picture of this because actually this, it would help to have like a, a gif or something. Sure. Essentially, it's a rope that is made out of rubber or elastic of some kind. And when you touch it, you can't tell the difference somehow. You, It doesn't feel, I mean, it feels like jute somehow. Because nobody noticed when they when they set him up to when they set Jim West up to lynch him. They were going to lynch him. They were him. going to lynch him. Totally just, fine. Like, put that out there. They don't even use the word lynch. First of all, they don't say that at all in the film. They just say at one point Jim West says they were going to hang me. Yeah. And like just a crowd of white people crowd, hanging, hanging a black, a black man, man in the West. Yeah, it's no big deal. Actually, this is when they're in New Orleans because oh. they're all over. They're all over. A lot of traveling. Okay, yeah. so I see what you're saying. This is yeah. essentially a bungee cord. It's a bungee cord. It's a bungee cord. It's a bungee cord. But it looks like a normal and rope. Artemis Gordon, yeah, and it feels like jute. And Artemis Gordon calls it the expanding rope. The expanding <laughs> rope. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jim West uses it to get out of, a, out of the lynching predicament. And then he uses it later. I'll show you. Because that's one of the events. That's part of one of the inventions. Caboose launcher? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what this is. 
They're on a train, yes. and I, there's three images here. So this is like one, two, three. Okay, so it shoots you out of a train car. Shoots into, you out of, into a train into car. Into a train car. Okay. Yeah, so you and when you jump onto the caboose of the train, yeah. there's a little, I guess, spring-loaded contraption that shoots you th through the roof somehow perfectly. Uh -huh. you know, well, it has perfectly. to be. Yeah. It has to be. It perfectly shoots, I mean, maybe that, maybe that's possible. I don't know anything about physics. Physics. So, I have no idea. It shoots you perfectly into this opening in the roof of the train, and then you're seated right next to Artemis Gordon. This is something that he sat down and invented. Artemis Gordon did this. Artemis, <laughs> Artemis yes. Gordon invented this. He invented this. Just in case. Yeah, actually, the whole train, really the whole train is one big invention. <laughs> because the train. He invented a train. He invented a train, essentially. But... <laughs> does all of this shit. It just does a bunch of random shit. I guess a combination of defense, practicality, uh, just goofs. Just, you know? just funny goofs. goofs. Yeah, there's some goofs. <laughs> For sure there's some goofs. Just a combination of things. So this is like one of the things. I called it the caboose launcher. I have no idea because he doesn't, nobody talks about the invention. They don't have names. There. He invented thousands of he things. He invented thousands of things. They have no names, except for the last one, which we're talking about. This. Well, they have we're no practical, you, like, they don't have any usage in, in the economy. Right. And this is kind of, you know, the problem with Artemis Gordon. Right, yeah. He, he's not a capitalist. No, he's not. He's not. He's definitely not. He's not creating he just, this he really, consumption. Actually, I don't know what his motivations are. He wants to protect the president, mm -hmm. because that's his job as a U.S. Marshal or whatever, but why he's a U.S. Marshal, it's not clear. I guess because he has all this capital, which is kind of like Mulder <laughs> in X-Files, where he's part of the FBI because he has all this capital that he can use to go and explore these random things. Sure, yeah. So, right? Because it's his, it's his passion is just to invent random shit. Yes. Not for production yeah, but he needs or somebody to bankroll it. Because yeah. he's clearly a northerner. He, it, he doesn't seem like he comes from a rich family, but maybe he does because he's highly educated. I don't really know. It's not clear. Nothing's ever clear. So it doesn't, it seems like he needs somebody to bankroll these inventions. So this is what he's found. The, the U.S. Government. government. Which totally makes sense. A lot of people do that. So I get it. Yep. I get it. Yep. Victrola ear. <laughs> so we just have a little, there's a little ear trumpet. <laughs> it's just a little ear. No. <laughs> it looks like that. <laughs> Is it for him to hear things really well? Was that Kevin Klein in disguise? No, this is Ted Levine. Oh, okay. Yeah. They just made him look really bad in okay. this movie because okay. he has been in war. Yeah. He's a general, but he also fights. You know, he's yeah, like he down looks in the messed dirt. up. Yeah. He lost his ear in one of the battles. And so they kind of attached a mini version of like the speaker part of the yeah. controller to his ear. Mm -hmm. And there's also all It's a this, hearing aid. It's a hearing aid. Yeah, Does it give him about, super hearing? A lot of things about accessibility in this film. So that's what I was saying. It goes back to what I was saying. A lot of things about accessibility. There's also all this tissue. It's like a big tumor that it's plugged into. What? It's so this thing is also so nasty. At it's one point disgusting. he turns it down and a bunch of like goo Ugh. comes out of it. It's very gross. But yes, it's all to help him hear. And I'm guessing. So this is never talked about. Again, they never talk about the inventions. They're just kind of there. They're part of their life. I guess Dr. Loveless probably invented this for him because they're in cahoots. It's an inventor against inventor yes. fight. Yes. I never thought That's of it that way. That's what it really is about. <laughs> That's about, what it really is about. It's about 
it's about inventions that's fighting each really, other. Yes, inventions fighting each <laughs> other. That's what it's really about. So yeah, it's Victrola here. This is like kind of in the middle of this ranking because I do see I I see the, the yeah. utility in that. Yeah. It's very practical. Poor no pool table restraint thing. <laughs> so it's like a pool table, but. Wait, so you get hit onto it with a big old hammer, and then, like, belts come out and tie you to the pool table. <laughs> and then... Oh, and it switches in the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you can see I the see. floors opening, and yeah. then it turns you over so that you're underneath the train. You're underneath the train. You're underneath yeah, the train. Yeah, that's okay. fucked up. Yeah, it's okay. fucked up. So it's clear so that befell Jim of, West. Yes, because Artemis Gordon is fucking with him yeah. the entire film. Also, there these two performances, the Will Smith performance and the Kevin Klein performance... These are very confused performances because I don't think they knew who was the leading man in this movie the entire time. Maybe it was one of those things where it was like, hey, no, you're the leading man. No, you're the leading man. Maybe I maybe they were doing that. I don't know. But They're anyway, each it's, up. it is a giant hammer that hits the person. So again, this train is built for like defense and then there's some practical and stuff. And goops. Yeah. yeah. So this is part of the defense, obviously. If somebody <laughs> boards your train or you don't want... You hit him with the big yeah. hammer with You're this like, comically huge wooden hammer. Please stand right in front of the pool <laughs> table. Right in front of the pool table. And then they get knocked onto the pool table, hopefully on their back, I guess. Yeah. Like, they get restrained by the straps that come out on their own. I'm guessing this is also steam-powered. I have no idea. It doesn't, they know, Like I said, nobody says anything. And then you get put under the track. I'm not really sure what this is for. Just torture. Just torture, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, again, there's much... There's inventions I hate much more than this, so I just put it here. That thing turns into this. Okay. This is an under the train, after you're in the pool table restraint thing, it goes down and it's on the tracks, the train tracks, and you're underneath it, and you can drive with it? Yes. Okay. You can drive on the tracks with it. Okay. So Artemis did actually name this one. It's called the aggressor. Mm. Which I, is a word that people don't really use anymore, and I looked it up, and the definition was a person who goes out. Okay. So I guess so it makes sense. You're train. out of the yeah. train. Okay. Yeah. All right, Artemis, whatever. And also, he has the expanding rope here, because in this scene, he's going to use the aggressor to attach himself to Lovelace's train mm. slash boat that's following them. This is practical application of several of his inventions, which yes, I like to see. Totally. Yeah. So this is this is like Artemis Gordon at his peak, right? <laughs> A fucking wait, 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 actually, wait, that one comes too soon. Okay. These all have great soon. titles. Thank you. Okay. Okay, so we'll come back to that one. This... Oh, this is a strange invention. Yes. So I kind of, I think I know what's happening here. Yes. This is called retinal projector, according to Steph's naming uh, Question mark, I don't really yeah. know what this is. And you have a decapitated head, <laughs> and I believe what this is going to do is project what he saw... Yes. From his eyes. Yes, no, you he's remember decapitated. Yes, you remember yeah. it. Yeah, okay, yeah. you remember it. It's, yeah, Artemis Gordon has invented this projector that will show the last, first of all, this is not how eyes work at all, but it'll show the last <laughs> image you saw before you died. So You're telling hoping... me that this movie isn't true to <laughs> science? <laughs> That's fucked. I know, it sucks. <laughs> it's hard to learn that, but yes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what I've been basing all my scientific inquiry on. Like you just said, basically, 
it just shows the last image. They were hoping that it would give them a clue to see who they had to look for. Pretty this, grotesque. This is a scientist who escaped and now he's dead. What a what an awful uh, invention that is. This like is a you really needed invention to make this. You have to decapitate yeah. somebody yeah. to do it. <laughs> and so the whole time. Jim West is just repeating, that's a man's head, and it's getting more extreme as he says it. So he's like, that's a man's head at the beginning. And then at the, towards the end of the scene, he's like, that's a man's head. You know, yeah. doing the Will Smith Classic thing. goofs. Yeah, classic okay. Will Smith goof, honestly. Ah, this is this is a fun invention. It seems like Loveless's inventions have a little bit more practicality. At least that's what, anyway. for war. Yes. Yeah, for war. Yeah. Yeah. This is Loveless's duck boat. So this is a just like a. It looks like a big old tin can boat, and it's got like one of the old timey wheels from like an old timey um, river boat, and big steam steam engine sort of yeah. thing. And it's a duck boat, so it can be on land and in water. Yes. That's, has, that's what we It can turn here. into a train, actually. Oh, cool. And it also has legs, <laughs> so it can walk. I like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he loves to put legs on he things. Loves, he's obsessed with legs, that guy. Fair enough. I get it. Fair I enough. I get it. I would be too. So obviously this has, like, cannons and guns and all sorts of things, but That's yes, a tank. That's made for tank. war. It's essentially a tank that goes in the water, that goes on the... That goes on the train tracks and also has legs that you can use. First of all, I love the idea that it can only go on the train tracks. Like, they can go yeah. this far, but they yeah, can't they invent can't a car. Oh, wheel. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah, there's no cars in the film. You would think. Yeah, that they could just car. invent a car. There's a motorcycle yeah. and this thing, but there's no car. So, very strange. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, this is the... This is the this is the Wild Wild West invention. Yeah, this, is little, this is the big metal spider. Yeah, this is the I big mean, metal spider. I mean, the thing is huge. If you haven't seen it, we've got yeah. uh, these massive metal legs. Yes. You've got the big steam-powered head of the spider. It's, it's like fucking massive. It's yeah. so big. It's so big. It's like cruise ship-sized. Yes. It's so big. And another, this is another one of John Peters' special requests. He's like, you've got to have that big mechanical spider. Uh, it did spider. not test well with their test audiences. Interesting. And John Peters was insistent that they keep the giant spider in. This one was probably really expensive. It was, yeah, it was probably really expensive. The budget for this film is absolutely absurd for 1999, somewhere around $200 million. Ooh. And it didn't make any of that back. <laughs> um, even with Will Smith's hit song. So you know how bad things were. This has guns, everything that you could possibly imagine. Not one of my favorites, just because it's just showmanship, really, at this point. Now you're just just showing off, Loveless, you know? Like, who gives a shit? This is not that big of a deal. It's not. Spider things are not great. It's also not practical. Yeah, it's not practical. It doesn't move fast. It moves super slow. I just, it's a lot of ingenuity just to be scary. Yeah. And so that feels really dumb to me. Fear is the the reason, right? Well, Dr. Loveless, yeah, he loves to scare people. He likes to scare people. That's his whole thing. Murder tank. (laughs) So this is, like, it's kind of hard to see, but it looks like just a big old metal tank. You got guys surrounding it, and there's fire. Does it shoot fire? It shoots uh, cannon fire. Okay. And also there's many guns uh, around it, and it twists and turns. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. I just is this named, a Loveless I invention? Yeah, it's a Loveless invention. His are at the bottom of my list, because they're all for killing. It's all for murder. Yeah, yeah. and I don't appreciate that. Yeah. So, yeah. so. Yeah. So I'm a, I guess I'm a bit of an Artemis Gordon. Yeah, you're an um, Artemis Gordon. I don't Gordon. like the guns. <laughs> no, no fucking guns. Okay. Yeah, it twists. <laughs> it can kill people. It can like level a town, and it did yeah. level a town. That's the myth behind this murder tank. That's is awful. That it leveled the town where 
Jim West was going to reunite with his family that he hadn't seen since he was sold as a baby. Did he kill a black town? Yes. That's bad. Yeah, but this is like totally glossed over in yeah. the film. They, no, they don't mention anything about it. <laughs> it's it's awful. not. They just call it like a freedman's town. Yeah. Oh my uh, god, so he literally yeah, went he in literally with a murder tank and... went in with a murder tank in Illinois. It was in massacre. Illinois. It was called New Liberty in Illinois. Oh which, my god. But also the American propaganda of it, so it was insane. He brought the murder tank in, and there were just these quote-unquote crazy stories from survivors that this murder tank existed, and then finally Jim West was like, oh, it does exist after this scene. Because he comes up on the scene when everybody's already dead. This loveless guy, he's a real piece of work. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> what a piece of what work. He's a piece of shit. He has bad facial hair. Okay, this is the <laughs> this is the this is the second to last. I know this, this one. Is, yes, I remember this. This is a memorable yeah. one. Yeah, so Steph calls this carceral collar. <laughs> I think this was like after they were caught by Loveless or something. Yes. And it's the, these two collars that Jim West and Artemis Gordon have to wear that are like magnetized, so they're like stuck to each other. Yes. But then also, what do we have going on up here? <laughs> That's a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this like mechanized thing, and it, it's like it, as if it were like this old timey mechanized drill or whatever. But it just looks like a fucking dick. Looks like a hog. And I don't know what it's for. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the collars are highly sensitive magnets. Yeah. Right. They they don't get stuck together yet. They only get stuck together after Jim West or Artemis hits. Uh, Jim's collar with a big rock and okay. it reverses the polarity of the magnets but uh, that's okay. neither here nor there. And they're in a little barricaded area and if they step out of the barricaded area then this dick machine <laughs> <laughs> Does it fires. pump too? Yeah, oh yeah, it pumps. It so this is out. meant to be a big old dick. Yeah, and it says that was hard pumping in <laughs> indefatigably steely. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so he makes a dick joke as this thing is shown. But basically it pumps out these spiral discs that have blades on the end of them. Uh, so they're supposed meant to, to slice cut their, their heads, heads off. off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So right. it's meant to slice their heads off. But of course they outrun them. Yeah. They don't get. Once again, why would you invent this? This is an insane yeah. thing to invent. Yeah, well, you know that uh, Loveless is an insane person yeah. in this film. Yeah, he's a so, bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad guy. So they just make him as bad as possible. Okay, so the last thing on my list, the last <laughs> thing, the very last thing <laughs> yep. is is that. Which is, to me looks like a glider with kind of like a hang glider with like a seat attached, a.k.a. just like the first airplane. Yeah, so yeah. actually what is attached is the motorcycle from the beginning of the oh. movie. Yeah, to propel them. So it is just a fucking airplane. <laughs> which like... <laughs> Which, honestly, airplanes are not bad to me or anything like that, but yeah. just that they have the audacity yeah. to just have this man in 1870... Fuck the Wright, Wright brothers. Yeah, invent this suck. airplane. Yeah. And also, it's just very... It's not practical because it's only two seats, and it's using that that motorcycle with a big wheel, which is not for all-terrain, although mm-hmm. they make it seem like it is. Yeah, they're about to go yeah, off of a canyon. It looks like they're in, like... Uh, you know, wild, wild west somewhere. And, yeah, it's Utah. You know, it's Utah. It's Utah. Okay, beautiful yeah, Utah. these beautiful plateaus. Beautiful and they're about Utah. to fly right off of it yeah, with this they, airplane. Yeah, with this airplane. Just a fucking airplane. Yeah. So, yeah, it just honestly just makes me mad that he just invents this airplane. But the reason why he does is when him and Jim West are like, when Artemis and Jim West are out in the desert, they see a tarantula get attacked by a desert wasp. Ah, so they learn from nature. So they learn from nature, 
Artemis has this idea that he could create a flying thing to stop the giant mechanical spider. The big metal spider, yeah. Which, of course, they do, because that's what happens in movies like this. They yeah. win. But yeah, there's also some things that I missed that I didn't, because they're just such minor, because like I said, the train is littered with Artemis's random inventions. Yeah. There's some pool balls that if you press the middle of the pool ball, it releases sleeping gas, and the eight ball is a bomb. Because of course, mm-hmm. and there's a few other little things also with his disguises. I think the disguises are an invention in and of themselves too, because that makeup was perfect. <laughs> I don't know how he was doing that in 1870, but good for him. He also puts little things into. He creates a bra that feels realistic. It's boobies that feel, you know, fake boobies that feel creates realistic. fake tits. He creates fake tits. Uh-huh. Actually, Jim West helps him perfect it. So there's a little bit of a homoerotic oh, yeah. situation going on. Because Jim West is like, yo, I felt tits before. These don't feel yeah, like yeah, tits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, touch my breasts. Touch my, like, Artemis is okay. like, touch my breasts, touch my breasts. That's good yeah. comedy right Great there. Great comedy. Or, you know, maybe it's a dead zone, as Ebert said. I don't really know. That's not for me to judge. <laughs> I'm just judging the inventions. <laughs> the inventions. <laughs> this is a scientific I'm study. I'm just judging the inventions. So first, obviously the, you know, my first, my number one invention was is, the motorcycle. Is the motorcycle. And then the and last you know one would be my, the airplane. The, my least, yeah, the, my last one is the airplane, which also utilizes the motorcycle, but I just don't think it utilizes it in a good way. Yeah, I think that's fair, and I also think that it is rude. It's rude. It's rude. It's rude. Because the Wright brothers weren't that far after yeah, they inventing, weren't. like, you know, yeah. the real airplane. The real one. And people were thinking about airplanes for a yeah, long from time. Da Vinci. Yeah, Yeah. I've been thinking about this stuff for a so, long time. They just had the audacity to say that, oh, Artemis has the power to do this. But, yeah. again, but of course, it's because he's, you know, him and Jim are the heroes, so. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a really excellent, first of all, excellent slideshow. Thank excellent examination of the film. <laughs> We're talking about what needs to be talked about, the important things. Yeah, only the important things. Yeah. No, that's great. I love it. Okay. I love it. And what have you learned from this, what have you learned from this examination? Uh, I, I mean, we'll ask that at the end of every episode. Yeah, I think that anything, anything is possible. I think that the human brain is wow. capable. We're inventors. We're inventors. <laughs> wow. You know, when the, from the first invention, hey, I'm going to use the stick to go into a, like an ant hill, and I'm going to get huh. the and I'm going to get those ants out. We're, we create tools, and as time progresses, the tools become more complex. Wow. You know, it's about it's about uh, creation. It's about uh, making. The world in into what we want it to be. Wow, that's yeah, that's really interesting. That's what I learned. From you really got a lot. Wild, of Wild West. Really, just the invention. Yeah, just right? the no, not the movie. <laughs> not the movie. I didn't watch the movie. Just the invention. It's really interesting that you got that out of it. What did you learn from it? <laughs> I had to watch the entire film. Yeah, I didn't watch the film. So, yeah. I think what I got out of it was the '90s were a weird time. They were such a weird time. Also, we'll do everything. Obviously. The entertainment industry at that point was doing everything it could not to mention slavery by name, even in movies that are based around that happening. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially a, a movie about slavery. It's like Django, kind of, like, yes, in terms yeah, of what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I learned that when you make a film like this, 
you better know who the leading man is. Because <laughs> okay? otherwise, it's absolutely I mean, insane. In our hearts, it's obviously Will Smith. I mean, in fact, yes. in America's hearts, yeah, it's Will Smith. Yeah, in America's hearts, it's Will Smith. But in Kevin, Kevin Klein's Klein heart. Also gives, a, gives a hell of a performance. I guess. There's, no, there's, nothing really necess- there's nothing necessarily wrong with the performances if they were separate. But it's just... I wonder if you could... I mean, I'm sure mess. this has already do- been done. But like a comparative study of like... You know, you have the exact same formula with Men in Black and Wild Wild West. Yes. How come Men in Black was more successful? Like, yes. I- I'm sure people have compared it, but like, maybe one of the reasons that Tommy Lee Jones knows, hey, I- I'm sitting back here. Yeah. Although he kind of, they kind of share the leading man in Men in Black. That's a that's a topic for another episode, though. Yeah. We should definitely talk about we'll Men in Black. Definitely have to return to Wild Wild West. <laughs> no, no, we're never returning to Wild Wild West. Oh, oh the that's bell. the bell, folks. That's the bell. That means we gotta go. All right, uh, this is Fat Guy Jacked Guy. I'm uh, Brendan Walsh, and I'm Steph Rubino. Thanks for listening to our podcast. All right. <laughs>